Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up. That's your Friday into your weekend here on B and E. Busy one for sure. A lot going on here in a few minutes. We'll talk to Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com in Miami, Florida. He's a big uh, in addition to helping us with our our picks in college football and the football season. Lee's also a big baseball fan. He lives right near the campus, University of Miami. He's been to a bunch of their games this year. We'll talk to Lee about that. You know, extending our B and E facts of the day, Buck. You know, the Longhorns we know are appearing in their sixty second. NCAA college baseball tournament starting today. That is a record. They also have been to Omaha the most times, 38 trips to the College World Series. But uh, number two on that list, trips to Omaha as a baseball program, the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, when, when was there when was there big runs? Was that in the 80s or the it was in the 90s? It was in the 80s, correct? 80s and 90s. Okay. Yeah. 25 trips. They've made 25 trips to Omaha. Obviously, the Longhorns face Louisiana today, and they've got their hands full with that group. The running raging Cajuns, but uh, yeah, top two teams in, uh, in, as far as appearances in Omaha. Uh, are part they've of got this. four national championships. Uh, they have four. Yep, Texas has six. Uh, record is USC's got twelve. Yeah, I was national championship. How many, how many appearances does USC have? I was twenty one. Yeah, they've won twelve times. When they get there, they typically Oof. win it. <laughs> yeah, they've been there twenty one times and won it twelve. Well, we're sixty one. You said what's that? Sixty one times. No, no. Texas has been in the College World Series thirty eight times. Oh, uh, okay. And won it six times. Yeah, the, six, been, that's what it was. You know, Longhorns, Longhorn fans get, have seen a lot of frustration in Omaha. Miami, at the hands of Miami at times in Omaha. But, uh, yeah, two traditional powers. Uh, but first things first, Louisiana. And even first, more first things first, weather. Weather does not look great. We'll ask Lee about that coming up because there's rain in the forecast today. And today may be the rainiest of the days, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Uh, we'll get Lee. He's also our part-time meteorologist. Uh, so yeah, and for the Horns, their top pitchers have to pitch well. Yeah, Lucas Gordon will get the start today. Yep, uh, and that, that's why when I hear rain delays, this just doesn't feel like a team that's ready to handle rain delays. Uh, just because you know you would hate to see them get Lucas Gordon out there for a few innings and then all of a sudden he's out. And you know you t- you go hour long weather delay, you'd almost yeah. But the good thing it's not early spring where you know you get the weather delays and it's cold and you never get to. Well, I don't know if you'd bring him back. I mean, if you if you get out there and throw fifty pitches. Three, three, four innings, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're pitching great. Then the rain comes and you shut it down. We can you probably can't come back with Lucas Gordon. That'd be a good opportunity to pitch Tanner Witt, wouldn't it? Not. If you're, if I'm you're sure only... they're planning for it, but uh, same time, uh, you know, no one wants to see any delays. But, but uh, if you know weather's coming and you can sure. get two inning, two three innings. Well, in. you know, we talk about uh, the, the Longhorns and their pitching issues, especially with the injuries out of their bullpen now with David Shaw and Hudson, you know, Heston Toll. The the injuries the issue with Louisiana Lafayette and our our man Ty Harrington cued us in on this earlier in the week. 
Ty was on, on the the color man duties of of uh, all of the Sun Belt Conference tournaments. So he called six Louisiana games, and we'll tell you they're a good team, but they they use their pitching heavily to get you know to the championship game of that tournament. And uh, they beat Coastal Carolina back to back days. He told us that both you know their two top starters pitched on two days rest in that weekend because they they had to beat Coastal Carolina on those games last Saturday. They needed those RPI wins to even make the tournament. And they got them. Uh, and they were trying to win the conference tournament because that, that would have secured a, an automatic berth. So they overused their pitching staff, safe to say, that weekend and then in that tournament. So you wonder if there's some residual. Meanwhile, the Longhorns pitchers should be on full rest after the two and out at the uh, the Big 12 tournament. They've been sitting around for 10 days yeah. resting. So uh, that's the first course of action today, weather and Louisiana. But we'll talk to Lee Sterling about that coming up. Uh, also, uh, we, we get big baseball this weekend. Baseball is taking center stage. College baseball, uh, the women's softball, uh, College World Series is underway as well. Yeah, I watched Oklahoma play yesterday. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, they're looking for their 50th straight win when Man. they play Tennessee tomorrow. Uh, also, big baseball series. The American League West is swear, squaring off this weekend in Major League Baseball. The Astros are playing the Angels, second and third place teams. Astros beat them last night 5-2. Uh, to two. Uh, they play tonight. How about Shohei Otani against Framber Valdez? I'm sure that's a tough ticket down in Houston. Yeah, what are you doing here? Shohei on the hill against uh, Framber, the Astros opening day starter, and ace. That's a really good pitching matchup. Rangers are playing Seattle this weekend as well in Arlington. Uh, so good baseball. Uh, we also have uh, college football news and the NBA. Let's get to your headlines. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Game one of the NBA Finals last night. All Denver, all Denver in Denver. The top-seeded Nuggets dominant from start to finish. The final was an 11-point margin, 104-93. The game wasn't that close. Heat outscored the Nuggets by 10 in the fourth quarter, but the game was well-decided. Triple-double, another one for Nikola Jokic playing in his first finals game. 27 points, 10 boards, 14 assists. Jamal Murray added 26 points and 10 assists. Uh, They get game one. Game two is Sunday night back in Denver. College football, after all of the conversation and conjecture, the SEC made its decision uh, on scheduling for the 2024 college football season. Commissioner Greg Sankey announced yesterday at the spring meetings in Destin, Florida, the league will stick with an eight-game model in 2024 and plenty of talk about a potential nine-game conference schedule. However, after a unanimous vote of league presidents and chancellors, the league has decided to stick with the eight games, at least for now, when Texas and Oklahoma join the conference next year. According to Sankey, the move is not permanent. The league will continue to look at other options on a year-by-year basis. In addition to sticking with an eight-game schedule, Sankey also announced uh, that they are doing away with divisions for 2024, meaning the two teams with the best record will meet in the SEC championship game, not an East versus West situation. And by the way, the full 2024 SEC schedule will be unveiled June 14th with a primetime special on SEC Network. Texas baseball Longhorn set to begin play in the NCAA tournament. As we mentioned, they'll play the, the two-seed at the Coral Gables Regional opening this afternoon. Third seed in Louisiana, their opponent today. One o'clock is the scheduled start time. Uh, Louisiana loves to run, put pressure on opposing defenses. Third in the nation in stolen bases this year, 161 bags, uh, whopping 218 attempts. Also a very good de- defensive team. And unlike Texas, they're coming in hot. Uh, they beat eighth-ranked Coastal Carolina twice last weekend to advance to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament Championship game. Longhorns, of course, went 0-2 in their uh, Big 12 tournament appearance. 1 o'clock today, 12.45 pregame live here on the Horn. All 64 teams in action today, by the way. 32 game ones in the Big 12. Texas Tech facing UConn, 11 a.m. this morning in Gainesville. 6 o'clock tonight, Oklahoma will face East Carolina. Oklahoma State will host Oral Roberts in Stillwater. West Virginia faces Indiana in Lexington. TCU will play tonight at 8 o'clock against Arizona in Fayetteville. 
And the final game of the day out west, Texas A&M will play Cal State Fullerton in Palo Alto. Major League Baseball last night, Rangers took the night off. They'll open a home series with Seattle tonight. Astros opened that four-game weekend series with the Angels. Five to two, they win it. Alex Bregman, Jose Abreu drove in two apiece. Houston pitchers held Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to a combined one for eight night. Only a single there among the two. Uh, Round Rock, the Express, top Sugarland 8-4 on Thursday, Thursday at the Dell Diamond. Same two play tonight on a Bud Light Fireworks Friday at the Double D. That's at 7.05. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, can we dive into your uh, Coach's Corner? Coach's Corner brought to you by our friends at Audiovisual Consultations. That's avconsultations.com online. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. Never, ever one time. This guy will also never, ever make you feel stupid. He'll enlighten you with his uh, wisdom and conversation. Uh, what a treat to have a spring conversation with Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Normally fall football is the heavy load with Lee, but uh, Lee is a uh, jack of all trades. Lee, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm excited as long as the weather holds uh, could be a chance of some rain throughout the first two days of the tournament. So uh, hopefully it's not too bad and they can work around it. So if people are headed that way uh, to see the tournament, I think they're in for a treat. I mean, it's uh, the, the key is uh, just enjoy everything. Uh, if you're looking for a meal before, after, or in between games, right next to the stadium, two restaurants, uh, the Titanic, I'll be there probably in between games, uh, kind of like a pub. they got great, like, uh, chicken wings, burgers. Um, <laughs> they've got everything. Uh, and uh, also Miami's Best, it's a pizza place. You don't want to get a full pie, just want to get it by the slice. Uh, I think they've been around, so I think, since the early 60s. So cool. um, that's where you want to be. And then I, if you saw my tweet at Paramount Sports, it's the Shakes. They have like about 40, 50 different shakes uh, named for different players, managers, people who go to the games. Uh, and if you you can't find one you like, uh, just ask them to make it. So They don't, uh, they don't have the tour shake. Also about that is you don't have to wait in line. You can actually order from your seat and have awesome. the milkshake delivered That to is you. cool. They don't have the tour shake where you're, you you drink it and you're getting knocked out, <laughs> do they? No. The tour doesn't have a shake there yet? Every, everything's positive here. Oh, this okay. Is, this is this city is on a roll right you know, now, you know, with the Panthers and the Stanley Cup, the Heat, even though they're down one in the NBA Finals. Uh, Miami College basketball uh, made it to the Final Four, and uh, – even FIU up the road, so uh, oh, yeah. everything's looking good. Lee, that is uh, awesome. Lee, how is uh, when you when you talk about the weather? Are we we're not talking about just regular Florida afternoon showers. We're talking about a couple of days of some real real stuff coming off the off the ocean here. <laughs> you know, a couple of days ago it looked like we might be a washout wow. for Friday and Saturday. Now I have a feeling we're going to see maybe some rain for half an hour, an hour, mm-hmm. and. They can get the the field prepared probably within an hour after even a heavy, real heavy downpour. So, um, the, the great part about being at the stadium or around the stadium is you they let you come and go as long as you have a ticket, and you can go to these restaurants which are literally within a hundred yards oh, cool. of, of 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 the stadium. So those are the two best bets for you if you're looking to have a drink or a meal in between games. Like I said, it's Titanic. And also Miami's best, and 
should be a lot of fun. I mean, I go to probably 30, 35 uh, of the Miami home games. And, I mean, this is something – these are the two most maybe storied baseball uh, teams in college baseball. I, they're one, two, I believe, in appearances in the College World Series. And I know they wanted to match up. They tried to get something going last couple years, but because of scheduling – we're not able to do home and home, home and home. So hopefully this leads uh, to you know some home and home series down the road uh, to start the season. Yeah, that that, cool. that that talk about rain is not really funny to the people in Broward and Dade County this spring. It's been no. it has not been nice to you guys this year so far. No, no, it and they shut down the Fort Lauderdale Airport for like three days. So. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Hopefully you're here by now, but yep. um, I, I, I have a feeling it's not going to be too bad. I have a feeling we're going to get the games in. They can, if they have to, they can even go into Monday. Uh, Miami, number nine in the country, Lee. I know, we're, you know Texas fans focus on Louisiana today, and they've got their hands full with yep. the uh, the raging Cajuns out of the Sun Belt. But Miami, the team to beat, they're the one seed. They're the ninth-ranked team in the country. As you said, you've been to 30, 35 games this year. The 39 and 16 Played their way to the, the championship game of the conference tournament, and uh, what are what are the strengths of this year, this year's Hurricane Ball Club? Well, I, I would say it's not the most talented team that Miami's ever had. They've come back. I think they have like nineteen or twenty comeback wins where they were trailing some point in the game. Many of them uh, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. So uh, they never seem to give up. Uh, you're going to look at them in the field, and you're going to say they don't look that imposing. Probably their best player right now, and he's going to be probably a late first rounder is uh, Yo-Yo Morales, third baseman, hit 405, about 6'4", probably the biggest guy on the team that'll start. Uh, He's 16 homers, 61 RBIs, great fielder. Also, he's their emotional leader. He'll bat third. Um, They have, you know, they're just solid. They have, you know, they have six guys uh, that that hit at least double-digit home runs, so they can put the ball into play and knock it out of the park. The biggest problem has probably been their pitching. They've cycled through a bunch of different starters. Kid uh, who was probably their most talented guy uh, uh, two years ago, Alejandro Rosario, started the first game as a freshman uh, against Florida. He could be their third or fourth starter. I mean, he throws 95 to 99, but uh, he's just some something's missing upstairs. He'll, you know, he'll breeze through two or three innings, and then he'll. Uh, you know, he can get two or three guys and give up a dinger, and then before you know it, uh, four or five batters later, he's given up four or five runs. So um, they could, if Texas wins the first game, that's the key. You've got to win two games here. I don't think either team has the depth, Miami or Texas, to, to, to win if they lose one of the first two games. So you've got to win that uh, probably the first two games is, is to get to uh, uh, either they'll start probably a kid named uh, Ronaldo Gallo, uh, as I mentioned, Alejandro uh, Lacero, uh, Rosario or Carson Lagone, who was actually the number one pitcher midseason. Then he had some tendonitis. He came back and he pitched uh, three innings in the ACC tournament against Wake Forest. So um, should be interesting, should be a lot of fun. The key is, like I said, win those first two games. And wh- who, who am I hearing Texas will throw if they win the first game? Uh, in their game against Miami on Saturday, Le- uh, LeBaron Johnson Jr. would be the the guy. He's a, he's a Florida kid. He's from Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, you'll you'll get enjoy watching him. Big six four kid can throw in the mid nineties and yep. uh, he's got a big league arm. Right. Lucas Gordon will start for them today. Their left hander, more right. of a, a you know crafty lefty as we like to say. But LBJ, uh, LeBaron Johnson Jr. Uh, is the would be the starter and a big time. We were asked by a listener to ask about uh, the the freshman at Miami, Blake Sear. 
you know, is one of their better players. I mean, um, we know what, what Miami's going to bring, but tell us about Blake. Uh, his nickname, Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> he, he likes to have fun out there. His hair is dyed uh, blonde, uh, plays second base. At first he started off as just a DH, as a, as a true freshman. Not a real big kid, but powerful had 16 homers and 60 RBS. I think he started like batting eighth or ninth in the lineup. Now he bats fourth or fifth, and uh, he's a lot of fun. He gets the crowd into it, and uh, um, yeah, if, if if Miami, the key for Miami is they got to get to the eighth or ninth inning with a lead, and if they get to Andrew Walters uh, eighth or ninth, inning, he'll pitch two or two two and a thirds innings if it's a big game. So uh, Miami's middle relief has been absolutely horrendous. They have no idea what to what to do there. They go to whoever's hot. Um, they, that sounds like Texas. They've had guys pitch. They've had it's just like Texas. They've had guys in Texas now has some guys hurt. Middle relief. Uh, if Miami can get five innings and get a decent decent performance out of any one of their middle relief guys, they only really have ten guys pitchers on the roster. So if they get to those bottom two guys that have pitched under ten ten games, uh, they're down or, or up by more than ten runs. It could spell trouble here, but Andrew Walters is electric. He hits 98-99 consistently. He'll throw his fastball probably 82 to 85% of the time, and uh, in just 25 innings had 41, over 41 uh, strikes, so, strikeouts. So um, spe- special uh, type reliever, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's, these, this, this is what we've been waiting for since the Cotton Bowl. You know, in <laughs> yep. football, these teams haven't matched up. Uh, a couple of my friends – I uh, didn't hear from them for a number of years, and then all of a sudden they came out of the woodwork before uh, the basketball, the Elite Eight game, and, and now they've gone back to see their shrink. I haven't heard from any of them, so uh, maybe <laughs> hey, that, a, few, that, that, a few surprise, few surprise Lee, that's, uh, it's still haunting then, the Longhorn fans. Yeah, yeah. And, and Lee, this it is... looked like they had the game, and they were even tweeting at me and texting me at halftime, and then Miami made that great comeback, if you're a Miami fan. And then uh, uh, if... If Miami does win and Texas A&M wins the Stanford Regional, Bill Cohen will make an appearance in South Florida. So uh, I'd like to get a little revenge on Bill for that Texas A&M football game, do a little uh, double dip on him and and beat them in a Super Regional and uh, also when they come down here September 9th. And this Regional is everybody's throwing their, their best out in game one. Nobody's trying to sneak by with number two as a starter. Everybody, you need that um, game I, one. I have a feeling that Miami might Miami might might pitch one of their their their. <laughs> we really don't have a second starter. Right. It, like I said, it could be if you see Lagone, if you mm-hmm. see Gallo or Rosario pitch the first game against uh, Maine, then they're going to save uh, their starters. Sure. The number one guy, Gage Zeal. Uh, for for the big game on Saturday. Okay, uh, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com yeah. on all things Miami as well, where he is based. Uh, great stuff there, and yeah, great. Uh, it's a hot town right now with the Panthers and the Heat. The Heat did not look like they have uh, have the answer for the Nuggets last night. What's your What's your thought on that series? How long can the Heat make this go? I mean, they've beaten the Celtics and the Bucks, and you know, really good teams. But this uh, this yeah. Nuggets team seems like a different animal right now. Uh, yeah, they are. They're, I mean, especially really don't have a weakness. But I think Eric Spolster is going to figure it out. I had a feeling, actually gave out the nuggets, thought uh, uh, Caleb Martin was going to have a poor game. It was a sweep for all my, my clients uh, yesterday. But uh, I, I think they're going to make some adjustments. I mean, Caleb Martin, I mean, he was absolutely awful. Matt Struess, I think combined, uh, there was something like one for 17 
from the field. So I think they'll rebound. And uh, if there's a game, I, I didn't think that first game. If they traveled after that game on Monday night, they didn't get into Denver until 6 in the morning mountain time. So uh, they just weren't ready for that first game. I think if they're going to take a game, it's going to be game two. So little hint, hint, uh, take the Miami Heat Game two plus the nine points. That's coming up Sunday night uh, in Denver, and then they'll head to Miami. Uh, Lee, real quick on some college football. What's your a lot a lot of expectations for the Longhorns this year with uh, Steve Sarkeesian in year three, and uh, you know a Big Twelve that seems to be wide open. Longhorns have a lot of uh, boxes checked as far as talent and you know positions. They don't have a lot of weaknesses. It doesn't feel like. What's your overview of the Longhorns when you when I know you haven't done your full study for the for the summer and into the yeah. fall, but where are you with the Longhorns? Oh, I think they're going to be much improved. The key is keep the health. Um, you can't have key guys go out injured. But, uh, you know, key's got to get by Alabama. That's going to be the key game early. And uh, they could have a chance. You know, Alabama is going to be starting a new quarterback, some key guys at, at the skill position. So uh, they have nothing to lose. I expect a big season out of them. And uh, and then Bill Cohen's uh, Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, going to be a lot of pain September. Oh, so, uh, boy. Yeah, a lot of pain. The Jimbo Fisher run with now Bobby Petrino. Now, and where is that game played at, Lee? Is that there in Miami? That's in Miami, in, in Miami at Hard Rock. So uh, uh, I don't think we'll be hearing a whole lot out of Bill <laughs> after that game. So Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I forgot. loves to get that revenge. And if anyone's going to the uh, – anyone's listening is going to be going this weekend – uh, you can reach me uh, through Twitter. Just DM me at Paramount Sports. Love to meet you. Uh, come over to my table in between games about 5 o'clock, uh, 5.15 Eastern. We'll be eating there a couple. I have uh, dinner with a couple ex-Miami baseball players, uh, Joe Nelson, who played on the 85 team. So if Bill Bates is around, I'm sure he'd love to show him that, that ring when oh, they no. beat him that year. A few, few other guys, Dick Anderson's son, played at Miami. Uh, he, he sits with us, Chris Anderson, and uh, even Ron Frazier's daughter. Uh, actually married one of my good friends. So we have a big table, 15, 20 of us uh, in between games at Titanic. Like I said, DM me uh, through, my, through my Twitter at Paramount Sports. Love to meet you and have a drink or uh, I'll even buy you a milkshake. There you go. Hey, Lee, awesome. As always, bud, we look forward to the football season. This is a little early teaser on that with some college baseball with the Canes and the Horns. Yep potentially hooking up this weekend. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Okay. Okay, guys. Great talking to you again. Yeah, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Yeah, the uh, Yo-Yo Gonzalez, is that what he said at third base? Big-time player, 400 batter. And uh, But it sounds like the uh, Hurricanes have similar issues with the horns in the middle, in that middle relief. Yep. Uh, those, 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 you know, and the Longhorns may have an even issue a closer right now. Like, who would, who would close the game for the horns? Uh, we'll see. But, uh, uh, you know, he does bring up that, uh, you know, you, you, and you talked about it before Lee came on, you know, the Longhorns and the the Hurricanes were, you know, rivals. Man, they've met oh so goodness. many times in Omaha and so many times over the years. And as he said, they haven't played in college football since the uh, the the shock the nation year, which I know all long, Longhorn fans would like to forget with the Miami, the Cotton Bowl there. Uh, but yeah, Miami, you know, getting back in. Uh, you know, the college basketball season ended for the Longhorns at the hands of the Hurricanes. I forget their head coach, but they, that that old dude used to coach here for years, and that's in the '80s when they were just Ron Frazier. He would, yeah. They were getting it done now. Yeah. So, uh, it used to be a lot of fun. And as Ty, as uh, Lee mentioned, and we mentioned it before, the two most appearances, two teams with the most appearances in Omaha are the Texas Longhorns and the Miami Hurricanes. Now, look, let's not sleep on the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. No. 
We'll talk more about them coming up because that is the opponent. You won't play Miami. Speed. You'll likely be playing Maine if you can't win today. And the Longhorns lost the last two games they played. So, yeah, speed is the key for Louisiana. We mentioned in the headlines, fourth in the nation in stolen bases. Not only have they stolen 161 bases, they've tried uh, 218 (laughs) steals. And that's a huge number. They are always going because they don't hit a lot of home runs, Buck. They only have one. They're they're leading home run for Louisiana's 11. They don't have a lot of power. They have a lot of gap power. I mean, they, you look at the doubles numbers, really good for Louisiana. They don't hit it over the over the fence much, so they're trying to manufacture runs and play great defense. You just wonder if their pitching staff's a little bit worn out from all the uh, innings they had to log at the at the Sun Belt Conference tournament just to get into the field of 64. That could be the Longhorns' big advantage. But they're coming in on today. a heater. Coming in hot, but they also are coming in, I think, with some tired arms uh, because they had to overuse those arms to get here. Uh, at the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. But, you know, you're right. They've come in feeling better than Texas does. But David Pierce believes his team plays better with an edge, and they feel better than, for whatever reason. The entitlement of Texas or whatever we talk about all the time, you know, they need – they get a, they, they respond they when they get – a little discomfort, do they? Well, they, get, they respond when they get punched in the face. And they also, you know, remember the West Virginia series where they had to sweep and were being told they're, they're not even, a, you know, they're not very good. Well, they went out and played like one of the best teams in college baseball that weekend – they didn't carry that over to Arlington, so we'll see if they can. If that West Virginia Texas team can show up, not the uh, Arlington Texas team. That's today, one o'clock, weather permitting. Twelve forty-five. Your pregame. We'll certainly have updates throughout the morning, but it's live here on the Horn. Game one today. Miami will play tonight. And that game Lee talked about. They'll play the Maine Black Bears, and then if both the Horns and the Hurricanes were to win today, they would play tomorrow in a winners bracket game in Gainesville. By the way, we'll we'll get into these milkshakes that Lee mentioned. I know you're a huge milkshake. I fan. am. Uh, those restaurants that are right by the ballpark there at uh, the campus of the University of Miami. Details coming. We keep keep it going. Ty will lead us through some hot or not topics for the end of the hour. We've got the NBA Finals. We've got uh, the Dalvin Cook story, Buck. There's a lot of people that think Dalvin Cook could be in a new team today. That today's the day. Details on that coming, and it could be where Lee Sterling was coming to us from Miami. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, the leading contenders. We'll get you details next here on Benny on Benny. Bucky and Aaron. NBA Finals Game 1 all Denver. Not hugely surprising, but Ty and I both took Miami to get the early jump but not be able to win the series. Bucky was right on, on point. Saying take those nuggets. Now, Ty, you got to give Ty some credit. He, uh, You're not into the gambling thing. Ty bought two points. You put you you lowered your, your odds, but you added two points to your total, which means you pushed because uh, that the Miami Heat Made a late run and outscored yeah, the Nuggets by 10 the in Nuggets the fourth went, quarter. Nuggets went night-night. Yeah, they what time can we get back to bed? That game was over. But, yes, they had that but that saved you, Ty, from a little little wager you made. Good job. Thank you. Good work. What told you to take those two points? You're, you're almost like a uh, – you, you got your profit there. Because uh, he takes the I two mean, points and he ends up pushing the bet because it was an 11-point final. Uh, if he hadn't had those Vegas, two points, he would have lost. Usually Vegas knows what they're talking about. So Will you do that again with the nine now, just in case? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't. I don't know if I'll be betting on on the second. You game. didn't like what you saw in the first no. game, really, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I. I mean, I think 
at a at a low amount, you could take Miami money line in the next game, and and I, I think they have to. Game two's a must win for Miami in my book. I just and I, I keep I, I picked the Lakers because I thought the Lakers had a chance against the Nuggets. The Nuggets, you just can't stop them in key moments. Their offense is too efficient, and if they play the defense like they did last night, where they they play great defense on ball and don't foul, don't put the heat at the foul line. And then on offense, they were just a machine. Yeah, that big dude was coming up the court leading the break again, too. Well, when you're doing things offensively that can put you in you know, comparisons with the, the 87 Lakers, Showtime, Michael Jordan with uh, you know, the, the stats we gave you, um, you know, Jason Kidd, the Spurs. I mean, this team is a uh, different level right now, it appears. But um, I think the Heat will bounce back. But I still think the Nuggets are going to win this series. Hey, uh, other note, we're talking about a lot of baseball. Texas baseball today, 1 o'clock. Uh, the big major league series going on with the Astros and Rangers this weekend playing their NAL rivals in the West there. But how about the high school football? Can we get a quick flex update, Ty? Can we uh, get folks updated on uh, the teams that are still going in the state playoffs? Pretty good night last night. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Good night for the local teams. The Longhorns are the uh, the this area. I keep saying the Longhorns. The, the, this area has uh, three teams that are still playing. Taylor lost last night. Taylor Ducks. So that was game two of their best of three. They won the first game on Wednesday night. So Taylor will now go to a to a decisive game in that four A regional final. Uh, the Rouse Raiders won game one of their five A regional final last night. They got the victory, and Westlake took game one of their six A. Regional final. I remember the winners of these will move on to the state championship, the state tournament, uh, either either at the Dell Diamond or at uh, um, UFCU Dishfalk Field. Westlake beat San Antonio Johnson four to three last night, and uh, Rouse was a winner. Remember that Rouse team has come alive, right? They were seven and five in district, and they had to play a one-game playoff with Cedar Park yep. to get here, and they rallied from like seven to one down to beat Cedar Park, and now they've kind of lit fire. And they continue to roll. They get the win last night. Westlake continues to just be a dominant team. They beat Johnson 4-3. to three. They'll play game two of that uh, series tonight. Uh, that game last night was here at Westlake. They're going to play tomorrow down in uh, San Antonio. And uh, if they have to go to a third game, it would be at, in San Marcos at Bobcat Ballpark there, which is pretty cool. Uh, um, oh, this is my Ducks. My Taylor Ducks lost game two and three last night. Well, they played two games. Sorry about that. China Springs advances to the state tournament. Down go the Ducks. Down go the Ducks. They played two yesterday. Why would they do that? Come on now. They were, I think they were playing up there in Waco at the Baylor Ballpark, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Can I give you another little quick flex uh, subject uh, update that happened uh, from former stud athletes? Oh, I saw that. Did you see in, in uh, with the, at the Mets game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the Lake Travis reunion, the Jets, Garrett Wilson threw out the first pitch to Mets uh, top player uh, prospect, Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty threw out the first pitch. Yeah, How cool is that? Yeah, the Jets and Mets kind of go together. <laughs> That's really cool. And the Yankees and Giants kind of go together. Yeah, so smart on the Mets. They had Garrett Wilson out there throwing out the first pitch, and he threw it to Brett Beatty. Who had his jersey on. Yeah, Brett Beatty was wearing the number 17 Garrett Wilson jersey. Really cool to see those kids who – Kids are young, bent. You, oh, they've grown up together, kind of. There's yeah. a picture of them playing like Lake Travis popping yeah. football together. Yeah. And by his throwing motion, Garrett Wilson wasn't the best baseball player, but we know Garrett Wilson was a hell of a basketball player. Well, you can shoot that jump. On top of being a heck of a, a wide receiver, best receiver you ever saw in high school. Best ever that I've ever seen in high school play. 
Garrett Wilson, best ever. Best ever high school wide receiver that I've ever seen. Yes. And you told him, and you said that from his like, when you saw him as a junior. Yes. And you know, then and now here he is as the rookie of the year in the NFL offensively. You know, a top ten pick and uh, living up to that billing. And now he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him footballs. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Beatty, of course, the uh, the stud third base prospect for the New York Mets. I got to see him play in high school. He was one heck of a ball player. That was one heck of a Lake Travis team that they had put together back then. But there's your flex update. Really cool. Good luck to Westlake. Good luck to uh, uh, Rouse. Looking to continue rolling and uh, into the state tournament. And uh, unfortunate Taylor Duck season comes to an end. Quack, quack. Where's your quack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And what time is that Westlake game today? Uh, tonight, I believe. Tonight. In San Antonio? In San Antonio, might have to, might have to make it down there. Did you go? Right la- you didn't drive. go last night. You were, you were working yesterday. Yeah, I was. I was starting starting my side hustle yesterday. Hold on, you have a side hustle on top of your gambling hustle and your real job. Oh yeah, and your podcast and yeah. your girlfriend. You always got to keep moving. I'm He's a, a lot, young guy. Got to keep on the move while you're in your twenties. I'm a lot busier than I was around this time last year. You know, I I was pretty. I was a pretty lazy guy before I started working here. So now, are you picking up another degree somewhere also? Well, the, if, the, if anybody from the University of Texas is listening, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always available for a... How about a tutorship? How about being a tutor somewhere? Tutoring what? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't Young expiring tutor. gamblers or something. So what? what is your side hustle? Are you allowed to... Get, I'm, is uh, it legal? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Okay, Maybe you don't I'm, have to mention it. It's in the family. I'm doing, it's I'm, in the family. I'm doing some work for my dad. Okay, there you go. Fair enough. I like this. I like this. Okay, so there's your flex. Uh, we've also got the NBA Finals. We've got the Longhorns today at 1 o'clock, and it is National Donut Day as well, so we've been having some fun with the donuts and uh, your trips to our donuts back in the day. Um, and we're talking some some SEC football with the vote going down yesterday. And as we warned you, you know, there, you know we all were hoping for a nine-game SEC schedule. We all meaning I think every voice here on the horn was pushing for that. I think most fans are pushing for that. Uh, but in the end, the unanimous vote would tell you that the SEC wasn't ready to go to nine games. Uh, the chancellors and presidents unanimously voted to keep it at eight games. Uh, and remember, the other part of that is Greg Sankey, the eight, the 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 commissioner, went to Destin, Florida at those meetings with a nine-point argument: well, why go nine games? And he was unable to convince the leaders of the conference to make the switch. Now he said he think you know he if you read between the lines of what Greg Sankey said yesterday, he believes the nine-game conference schedule will happen. It's just not going to happen in year one. He also was clear that in year one, this whole fear of rotations where we're going to lose these rivalry sure. games, you know, we can control that in the short term with our scheduling. You know, Texas will play Oklahoma, but they will also play Texas A&M at College Station in year one uh, among their eight conference games. So, I mean, eventually they'll get there. As I said, I think there's a TV negotiation to be had with ESPN about that ninth game. And, you know, if you want us to play it, you wouldn't need to pay for it and uh, get us closer to the Big Ten and what Big Ten revenues are, um, make us closer to that. But at the same time, for this year, Texas is in the Big 12. Yeah, for you next always year, have that one rival, but generally, I mean, like the SEC has a couple. Yeah, and, and we focus on it from our region and Texas and Texas A&M and then Texas and Arkansas. Right. As we've talked about, every team in that conference has more than one rival. Uh, Auburn has, I mean, Alabama has Auburn, but also their game with LSU, LSU is yep. one of the most you know, anticipated games of every college football season. And Tennessee. And Tennessee. So it's similar. I think Alabama's similar to Texas in the Big Twelve where everybody thinks that's their 
Sure. Big rival. Or they sure. count it as their rival. Sure. Yes. And I and I think to Greg Sankey's point yesterday, for one year they can manage that, right? For twenty twenty four, you know, Alabama will play LSU on the schedule. Alabama right. will play Tennessee. Georgia looks at Alabama these days like you're not our rival anymore. What are you talking about? They Tennessee. never play. When's the last time Alabama and Georgia played? Yeah, in they don't do season? that. They don't do that. They don't mess with that kind of stuff. Hey, let me ask you this: If they do get to nine games, and it's a three rival situation mm-hmm. plus the rotation of six others, I heard someone making or saw I read someone making an argument that you know what, Oklahoma and A and M are obvious. Let's not just harken back to Arkansas. It doesn't have to be Arkansas. What about Tennessee as the third rival? Your son Nolan actually texted me about that yesterday. The, Did he? The battle for UT. That, that's Wouldn't that be what, cool? That's what he was pushing for. I didn't, he didn't even he texted you, not me, on that. But I was reading <laughs> some, some one, of, one of the writers covering the SEC media was writing about that. And I thought it was interesting because Tennessee, the other UT, both sure. are orange and uh, different shades of orange. Uh, if you're a Texas fan, would you? And look, what they're doing in Knoxville right now, they're pretty dang good in every sport. And uh, Josh Heupel has the football team on the rise. Rick Barnes, of course, coaches the basketball team. Their their baseball team's really good. Their softball the Aggies team. don't want the Oklahoma to be any kind of rival, do they? Because then they throw like eighty points on them one year. Yeah, Bob didn't Stoops ran it, ran it up. Did, did he run he it up on it them? Up. It was seventy to nothing, right? Who yeah. on on who? Sherman? No, he, yes, it was Mike Sherman. I mean, he, oh, he might have been RC. It was it was early in, but it was the year that it was a uh, blitzkrieg. They, I mean, they it was just, the year that Oklahoma won the national championship. RC Slocum. Oh, it was, was seventy seventy, I believe. 70, yeah, they, 77 points. Well, that was a game that they could have scored 100 points if they wanted to, Oklahoma. When's I'll the last year the R.C. Slocum coach there? I don't need to look it up. I, don't, I mean, I don't know the history of Aggie football coaches. Chad but I, know. But I do know, like, Chad probably would know. Um, but either way, so, but, you know, Arkansas is the natural, but something tells me that that UTUT would be pretty cool. Um, Knoxville, uh, and, you know, you'd probably be rather making trips to Knoxville as a fan than – Oh, for sure. I'd rather have Georgia. What a stadium. No. What a, place to, what a place to go to see a game. That would be, I mean, well, Georgia. how good they are, put that aside. I think Texas and Georgia are very similar schools, very similar fan bases. I think that would be a good yeah, a good game to play. I don't want that year. action. R.C. Slocum's last year. I'll back year, away from that table. R.C. Slocum's last year as the head coach was 2002, so he Whoa. would have been the coach at the hands of Bob Stoops' ass whooping. I thought he was done like 15, 20 years before that. That's uh-uh. They said LSU should be the other rival. Yeah, I don't that's know. A, that's going to be A&M. That's going to be A&M, right? A&M's going to stick with Texas. And I've heard, you and I've I have heard been that, trying to get that as a rival for a long time, LSU and Texas. That Let's go and play that well, in that, Houston look, or look, whatever. Well, listen, that was when Texas wasn't in the in the SEC. When Texas was in the Big 12, uh, and the Big 12 wasn't very good, uh, even though the long, I'm not saying the Longhorns were dominating it. My argument was if you play Oklahoma as a conference game every year, you don't play the Aggies anymore. Why don't you play LSU? Down in Houston. With all the alums for yeah, both. Yeah, in a non-conference game every year. That'd be kind of cool. But, you know, that was just a radio conversation. But The uh, coaches oh, are really, like, no, no thanks. It was Dennis Francione. Oh, no. Thank you, CB. Dennis Fran. There's that. Look at that. And his quick of, stint. Yeah, D- Coach Fran. Oh, it was in the third quarter. What? Third quarter, Oklahoma 77, A&M 0. With a minute 58 still on the clock in the third? <laughs> With two minutes to go in the third quarter. Which, yes, I remember watching that game thinking, they're going to score 100 points. They're going to score 100 oh. points on this team. That is unbelievable. Uh, but So we'll take your thoughts on that. I, I do think what the Aggies are going to end up with when they get to the nine games is going to be Texas, Arkansas, and LSU. Uh, will be, I think, their three. But, you know, LSU fans would say, do we really want that? But they're a border rival, right? They They share the border. And uh, I think that would make some sense. I, I, we, you know, we had that list at one point. You know, some 
somebody put together every team's three and and went through the process of that uh, of of each team in the SEC when once it's sixteen. Well, like like Oklahoma's rivals would be Texas, of course, uh, Arkansas, their border rival to the east, and then Missouri was one that I saw. That Missouri because they rolled you know Big Eight school sure, and um, they could rekindle that rivalry, whatever that was. But it wouldn't be A and M. That Oklahoma would not just be automatically back with Texas A and M. Would be a Missouri cl- click because they want Arkansas. They want A and M to be. With oh, the LSU. Aggies should want that. You got to get that back. That seventy-seven is not. That was not nice. Yes, uh, but for twenty twenty-four, we know it's an eight-game schedule. But we also know Texas will play A and M, and I would imagine they'll they'll format the schedule to make sure they keep those rivalries while they work towards getting it to a nine-game schedule and those negotiations we talked about. And, and and we knew this was coming, but it was also made official yesterday that the, the divisions are over starting in 2024. Just one and two? They will play East-West this year in the SEC, 2023. Do you think that'll never that'll never get back to that? you think they'll continue to do that? Uh, you know, Greg Sankey said this will be an ongoing process okay. as we try to do what's best for the conference. Because, look, the, the, the SEC is big on rivalries, but at the same time they're big on playing for national championships. So they don't want to. That's part of this eight-game, nine-game debate. Why would we want it to play another a ninth game that we could lose that knocks us out of the playoff? But now the playoff is 12 teams starting mm-hmm. in 2024. And most of them are going to come from your conference. Potentially. Potentially. It says Texas could have scored 100 versus Colorado in the Big 12 championship game. That is true. That is true. Thank you for the Dennis Francione um, reminder. Uh, we come back. It's going to be hot or not with T.Y. as we get you some things we've missed halfway through this uh, Friday morning. National Donut Day. Having fun with that as well. Ty will get us some things we've missed coming up. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot, what's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. All right, pretty cool conversation this hour with Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. And he reminded if you're going to the regional, maybe you're flying out this morning to get to Coral Gables, and you'll be there or you're going to live in that area and you listen on the Horn app, this is pretty cool, Buck. You're a milkshake fan. I am. And uh, Lee told us about a couple of restaurants that he said are like a football field away from the baseball stadium there uh, on campus where the Miami Hurricanes play. So you can, between games with the ticket, will allow you, you can come and go and go over to these restaurants. One called the Titanic. And then there's another little pizza place he said that's really good. And then there's Mark Light Milkshakes. This is cool, right? Mark Light is the stadium, is it not? Uh, this at, when, so when you're at the ballpark, that's the stadium they play in, Mark Light Stadium, Mark Light Field. And they have milkshakes. And Lee said they're, like, phenomenal. And they, like, <laughs> listen to some of these, these super famous shakes. They've got your traditional milkshakes, but they've got the Wizard. They've got the Rag Arm. They've got the uh, the Omaha Express the Nestor Special, Four Daughters, and <laughs> you can you can look these up. They're amazing. Then uh, they also have super famous shakes, which include the Turnover Chain, the Jelly Donut, the Red Velvet, the Apple Pie, and the Kitchen Sink. So you can put celery in your milkshake <laughs> at this know. place. Celery and and you are, are a milkshake stick? fan. Oh man! But you would you would just keep it simple. I would bet. Yeah, I'm a kind of a. It's hard to get a mixer around here. You know, chocolate, vanilla, and like a banana. I, a lot of places won't give you a banana. I like the banana in my blended, shake. Blended though, or yeah, or blended. Oh full. yeah, oh yeah. And I, I mean, you can take a full banana or two if you if, if if I had to pay extra to stick it in, and just whether it's a vanilla shake or a chocolate shake. But it's very seldom you can ask for a chocolate and vanilla shake mix and then ask for a banana. They look at you like what? So the jelly donut is a raspberry oh. shake with 
Krispy Kremes. Krispy Kremes on this National Donut Day. Uh, the vanilla shake, the apple pie is something with a vanilla shake with an apple mm-hmm. pie. The turnover chain is vanilla shake with cake and hot fudge. <laughs> I thought I saw a chicken wing in one of those. Chicken wing. I mean, this place has got some stuff. When you, well, you, when you're putting, you know, lettuce and all kinds of stuff like that in your milkshake, that's gross. I don't see that. You can, here's your animal There's style, a, Buck. You can add a banana to any one of their shakes. Now you're talking. Take any of their shakes. Add a banana, How yes. about this one, Ty? The baseball buddy at Mike Mark Light's Milkshakes in Miami, where the Longhorns will be playing baseball today. Uh, the baseball buddy, vanilla shake with peanut butter and fudge. Uh, I can't do I don't do peanut butter after my carb loading as a child anymore. <laughs> You're force feeding as no. a kid. Uh, not going to be for you. I'm a, I'm a coffee milkshake guy, like a java. If you can give me a java with some, some chocolate chunks in there. Ooh. That's some good stuff. I like that. I like that. Uh, all I right. can't do any of the coffees cold. Any of these. You don't like cold coffee? No. I, iced coffee never have. I, mean, no. you, I, I make my coffee in the morning in the break room, and I wait for it to cool down all the way, and then I just chug it in one, one sip. Do that like no, three I'm or a four hot times coffee, every morning. Hot coffee, yeah. No um, sugar. By the way, Krispy Kreme on this National Donut Day, June 2, is offering a free donut to everyone today. No purchase necessary. Just stop on in and get you one. Duncan is giving out one free donut if you buy a drink. Uh, buy a you know, buy a drink to get you a free donut. Get a little coffee. Yeah. So you pay that. for the coffee. They'll buy. They'll give you the donut. And this uh, Taco Bell, Taco Bell tie has a donut day deal. If you order through their delivery app and spend twenty or more, they'll throw a two pack of Cinnabon delights. Oh, those are so good. <laughs> you ever had those before? No. Oh my God. Is that with the hot sauce or the no, the, the mile? It's, it's from it's Cinnabon. You know what that is? Yes. Sure. Um, it's like the little. It's like donut holes. Little donut hole Cinnabon that are rolled in like a cinnamon sugar with a icing cream filling. And they're, Ooh. they're hot. Oh, they're, oh, they're warm. You would like it if you like fillings. I like that. And so, but how do you, that's a lot of, that's a lot of Taco Bell if you got to spend 20 bones. Isn't it? <laughs> to get two of them? They're like this big too. They're, oh. they're tiny. Smaller than a golf. How many I- big I- booger. I haven't been to Taco Bell in a long time. How many items would you have to buy to get oh, to $20? My goodness. It's more expensive now than it used to used be. Used to be. Probably still a, a good amount. When I was really poor, we used to be able to go there for like $3 and get like a bean burrito and drink water. And That's the one fast food place that I don't do, Taco Bell. It's my girlfriend's favorite, though. Well, there you go. Again, sometimes you have to compromise. Ty, what do you have for us in Hot or Not on this uh, busy Friday morning? Uh, hot or Not Hall of Famer Antonio Brown. A.B. Back in the news, uh, he said he's going to play in this NAL football league that he's a part owner of one of the teams for. So if you're if you've been missing Antonio Brown, June seventeenth, I haven't missed him. He's the he grown-up the- version of Natalia. He <laughs> <laughs> scares you that much? Yeah, he, yeah, that, that's he who he is. Me. I think yeah. he's. I don't think he's ever been right after Vontez Burford no. took his head off, and he's. I think he's got some serious He'll, issues. But he will be playing for the Albany Empire. What's the name of this league? The NAL. I don't know what that acronym stands for, um, but it's like an arena football league, National Arena League. I think is is what it stands for. We like some, we love some arena so football. He's league. an owner, player, coach of the Albany. He's Empire. an owner. Oh yeah, that dude has cash left over. I don't he think some actually money. some news came out in the last few months where he wasn't paying the players. Oh, we've, we've been around that. Been before. around that before <laughs> for Remember sure. Remember when Deion Sanders was named the owner, oh, part owner goodness. of the Austin Wranglers, the Austin Arena Football League team, and he. He didn't invest any money. They just wanted his name on it. Dude, they're paying promotion. the sound system dude here like 100000 I mean, uh, it was nuts. 
Somebody said 1991 Taco Bell three bean burritos for a buck ninety one. That's what I remember. That's back when I was in college oh, and going man. to Taco Bell. Yeah, three bean burritos for a buck ninety one. You wish you were to go to Jack in the Box in college and you could get like a box of food for like seven dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unbelievable. You can still get two tacos for a dollar at Taco Bell there or not, uh, Jack in the Box. Sorry. See, and it's such high quality food for you. We will come back. You got the headlines, including more on that SEC decision. It's in. Also, the NBA Finals. Boy, might not last long with Jokic and Murray. We'll get you details there as well. Getting you in your weekend Friday on B&E.